Hello, it's me again. Um, today on Life Pivot, I'm looking at what it means to be uniquely passionate. You'll, you'll recall that 87% of people in a far-reaching 2013 Gallup poll said they were not emotionally engaged with what they were doing. That's 35% of their life. That is a huge chunk of life to be doing something that is not coming from your, your heart. It's coming from just a function, a skill. And I was curious, why is that? So um, the reason I wrote this book isn't because I've got all, all the answers, but because it's something I've spent a lot of time thinking about. I'm really curious about that. What, why are people not flourishing as much as they can? And in the, the first video you've, you've probably seen, I was suggesting that there are scripts in life, like mental maps that we follow, which cause friction sometimes. It's not the best version of us. We do the things that make people say so-and-so, insert your name, has done well. And those things might be different from the truest bit of us. Um, and then the second week, I talked about um, being uniquely capable, that actually the thing we're most capable at can be in our blind spot, that we can't see it. There are lots of things we're very skilled at, but often the capability is a bunch of things coming together. Um, it's a combination of things. So we need other people to tell us, you know what you are? really, really great at such and such. And it's probably going to surprise us, but we will be able to say, you know something, when I've been in that situation, I have actually flourished. I've loved it. I've actually done quite well. It's been, it was so fruitful. And we actually need people to help us to identify those capabilities um, about us. The thing we're just so talented at. And so hopefully last week you shared it with someone or you told one person hey, you are brilliant at such and such. Because um, it might surprise them. They might not even believe you. This week, we're looking at what it means to be uniquely passionate. Um, so the, the five things I'm looking at are gifts, passions, weaknesses and limitations, which are one, uh, second, different halves of the same coin, sides of the same coin, uh, personality type, number four, and number five is motivations. Those are the five things that are going to give us coordinates on a map to pivot um, in line with uh, the way we've been put together. And so this week's is uniquely passionate. You can, as with all good books, I start with a quote by Nelson Mandela. Um, there is no passion to be found in playing small, in settling for a life that is less than the one you're capable of living. That's great, isn't it? And often there can be anxiety when we know we are settling for less than what we have inside our hearts. We know we're not gonna to flourish to the best of our ability. We're not gonna feel fully alive. And, um, and that, that's what we want to be. Um, another quote by the famous writer who wrote some number of chick flicks, Nicholas Sparks. He says, the saddest people I've ever met in life are the ones who do not care deeply about anything at all. Passion and satisfaction go hand in hand and without them, any happiness is only temporary, because there is nothing to make it last. Passion and satisfaction go hand in hand. I, I find, find that really helpful. So if I ask you today to fill in a sentence, um, the thing I am passionate about and get excited and animated about is dot, dot, dot. What is that for you? Can you answer that question? Can you answer us in a way when the people who know you best will say, you know, that is absolutely right. That is totally you. Quite often we can answer it, but 
it feels slightly false where friends say, you know, you don't actually talk about that. Or, you know, do you spend your time, your money and your talents on that? Do you? Because if you do great, you probably are passionate about it. But if those things don't line up, then, then maybe it's a script, <laughs> a script which is partially true, but miss, missing some of the rest of us. So we want, we want to be passionate, but then how, how do we discover what it is? How do we find that thing? Because often it's more, we know a vague area. Roughly, it's to do with, I care about people, or I care about vulnerable people who've, who find life really difficult. Or um, some people, it's, I, I love technology that changes the way people behave. <laughs> there could be any number of things. Um, I love um, justice and the way the law can have an authority to change circumstances for whole groups of people. Um, to help little people stand up against big people. Um, it, it could be any number of things, but how do you pinpoint, if, if it is a pinpoint, it could be a combination of things, but how do you find that? And, and in, in my book, I tell the story of when Hayes and I were up in London uh, visiting our, our lovely friends, and we were at the National Gallery, Trafalgar Square. You get the street performers, don't you? I, I don't, don't know if you've seen, and you, you get the, the violinists, and, and, and we were there and it was really lovely. They were sort of playing Coldplay and it was really contemporary music with classically trained uh, violinists. And Hayes and I were just standing there watching and listening as it was getting darker and the lights were, you know, on Nelson's column and the National Gallery behind us. Yeah, I think you can picture where we were standing there. And, and I was just really curious. I just saw there were people on the other side of the road, outside the South African embassy, if you know where I mean, on the other side, and they were um, just walking along on their phones and they stopped and they, they just looked up and they were pausing. And there were other people who were, so they had their attention, there were other people who then crossed the road um, and were standing about 30 feet away, just, just, just observing, it was, it was beautiful music. And then uh, there were other people who actually put their bag down about 30 feet away and were listening and taking photos for Telegram or Facebook Live or whatever they were doing, or Instagram. There was an inner circle, Hayes and I were there, where we were right nearby engaging up close and listening and, you know, tapping your foot or whatever, a conservative uh, person like me does, just really engaging. But there was one guy who thought he was a Glastonbury Oh, waving his arms everywhere and and he was just <laughs> totally in his own you know he was hook line and sinker engaging with us now i just thought it was quite interesting the way you have something that is beautiful that catches someone's attention you've got these various stages of moving closer and it starts off with a curiosity and then it becomes uh, eventually almost a fascination and a passionate engagement and maybe we discover what we're passionate about, a bit like that. Maybe it's a bit like a relationship where it starts off with the first date or even not even a date, a cup of tea, and then eventually becomes uh, a coffee, and then a second date, then a meal, and then a full-blown romance. And, and, you know, for better or worse, living together till the 80s, you know. And, but it starts off with something smaller. Um, I, I mentioned uh, 
George Snyman, the founder of Hands at Work, that we think of passion. I don't know what comes to mind for you with passion, but maybe it's, it has to be all exciting and like the musical passion, someone who's exhilarated. But passion can actually be birthed out of anger or annoyance or a concern that something isn't working. And, um, and in, in that situation, many humanitarian organizations trace their origins back to a, a personal group of people like George and Carolyn, who say, that isn't right. I have to do something about it. How can I go back to my life knowing that, that this is like this? And so George and Carolyn were aware of the AIDS pandemic in South Africa and the children being left with no parents the child-led households, and, and they started off by going out with a guy called Hezekiah to Hillbrow just to get to know the communities that were most impacted. And little by little, um, taking initially one step, then a second step, then eventually founded this organization which we care enormously about and cares for some of the most vulnerable people in Africa, um, children caring for their younger siblings. They, they come all around and provide health care, they provide a school uniform, they provide a meal a day and grown-ups in their lives to keep an eye on them. Um, they've been cited by any number of organizations as the most sustainable kind of care. But it started off with just being something on the attention, being catching the attention. So we are made to live passionately. We're made to live passionately. Well, I think we all know that. Um, but the question is, how do you go about finding out what that is? Um, yes, we need friends, a small group of people to help us. Um, but here are some questions um, in the book. And they, um, one of them is, what book would you read? hundred books on, if you could, you know, and you can say John Grisham. But as a genre, as a subject, and why? What would you do if you won the national lot lottery, you had a hundred million, and you could work without being paid? What would you still do if you weren't paid. Um, who do you most envy for the work they get to do? Somebody think, wow, that is a dream job. And it's not just the answer, it's why. What is it specifically about what they do that hits you on a heart level? What did you love doing as a child? Before the pressure of exams and A-stars forced you down a railway track, as it were, what were the things you just came alive and it might be really different to what you're doing right now. Um, and finally, what makes you angry? What are the things that really motivate you? You think, this isn't right. When was the last time you felt that? All of those things, they, they, they might have the seeds of um, something that can grow into a tree of passion or even an orchard of passion, but it starts off with, with those little things. So if you don't look for something big, look for those little clues is my encouragement. That's me done on, the, on this week. I hope you, that got you thinking. Um, there's a link above or below, depending on where you're viewing this, um, to the entire chapter. I've pasted the whole thing for free because my motivation was to be helpful, get the ideas out there. So do buy the book for you or for someone else if you'd like to. Equally, um, you can get the chapter by clicking on the link. Um, do share this with someone, uh, just one person who you think could benefit from it. Um, that would be wonderful. But have a wonderful week. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>